In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. On Wednesday, I began my Lenten journey with a 5 a.m. wake-up call. I'd like to think that I'm a morning person, but 5 a.m. that day sure didn't feel like morning at all. It felt like the middle of the night. It was so early. And after committing myself to getting out of bed after that second snooze, I got ready. I woke up my dog, Riley, to take her out for her morning walk. Even she thought it was way too early. And I opened the door to my apartment. I stepped out on my balcony, and I was greeted with the richest orange and red colors of the vast Florida sunrise creeping over the bay. I thought to myself, okay, God, I see you. Maybe these early Lenten Wednesdays won't be so bad after all. I've got you with me. Yes, ready or not, another Lenten season has already begun. Personally, I've always found this season to be more overwhelming and certainly more daunting than Advent, our other season of preparation. Historically, Lent was the season where the early Christians would prepare for their upcoming baptism, their initiation into the church. And consequently, our current invitation into a Holy Lent comes with a lot more things for us to consider or do than the season of Advent. And these aren't easy things either. We are invited to self-examination. Who wants to spend 40 days examining themselves? Certainly not I. We're invited to repentance, another fun one where we return back to God. We're invited to prayer and fasting on things so that we can feast on God and God's holy word. Perhaps that is why I find it harder than Advent, because there are just so many things to do. Like I mentioned in my Lantern article, if you've had a chance to read it, Lent, much like NCAA's March Madness, is a time of endless possibilities. Each year, we receive the invitation to do something new, something completely different, to start fresh with God, with ourselves and our community, to be who God wants us to be, discovering our identity so that we might live more fully into it. And while it may seem rather smart of that early church to think that we would need to dedicate time to actively rediscover our identity and our relationship to God, they didn't just come up with it on their own. No, periods of waiting and preparing, soul-searching and retreating with God are all over the Bible. Beginning way back 
with the Israelites as they wander through the wilderness for 40 years following their exodus. Which, fittingly, this season is our topic for our Wednesday morning Bible study, should you care to join. And it continues with Jesus' own 40-day wilderness journey that we find in this morning's gospel. Luke brings us Jesus at the end of his 40 days. Famished, hangry, and dealing with the devil questioning his identity. Though only a few weeks ago, here we were reading about Jesus' ministry and that first sermon, it's important to know that Jesus' time in the wilderness came before all of that. In fact, it came directly after he was baptized and that Holy Spirit descended upon him. That baptism was the time the voice from heaven said, This is my son, the beloved, in whom I am well pleased. He's been recognized by his mother and others as the son of God. Jesus enters the wilderness knowing he is beloved by God. He is the son of God and he has the Holy Spirit with him. But he's not there to contemplate his death. No, that will happen later in the garden. He's in the wilderness to contemplate the charge he's been given. The charge to bring salvation to the whole world. That's a quite a hefty task. I think I too would need 40 days or maybe 40 years to mull that one over. Jesus goes into the wilderness to prepare for his ministry, to discover and understand his identity, the identity that he owns against the temptations, the testings of the devil. Notice in our gospel today, the devil says twice, if you are the son of God, do this. It's a challenge to Jesus's identity. And Jesus owns his identity by turning to the word and to God. He was famished, and yet he understood his identity with God to be more abundant than any food. That his responsibility was to God the Father alone. After 40 days, Jesus knew, not only knew exactly who he was, he knew where he needed to be and what he needed to do. And it certainly wasn't to throw himself off the mountain. Right after this, Jesus will go to the synagogue and he'll preach his first sermon, the one that we heard a few weeks ago, the one where he claims his identity as the Son of God and invites the people into ministry with him, the one where he tells the people they matter too. So today we get Jesus at the end of his Lenten identity quest. And when I think of him high on top of that huge mountain against the big sky like the one you have on your bulletin this morning, I'm struck by the contrast 
and the juxtaposition of it all. There Jesus is, looking small in stature, next to the wide, vast yellow sky. Little Jesus with big plans for big ministry. The Son of God, the Almighty One, he needed time to retreat in the wilderness to prepare for his ministry. He needed time to wander, to figure it out, understand just who it is he is. An intentional retreat with God. That's the humanity in him. Sometimes we too need to stop and take time to step back and get a different view. High on the mountaintop or on the balcony looking over the Pensacola Bay. Against the vast sky or the deep wilderness of trees and overgrown vegetation, the possibilities are endless. We are small, and yet we are so big with the Spirit leading the way. On this first Sunday of Lent, we enter the wilderness to do the same identity check that Jesus, the Son of God, did. The same one our wandering ancestors did with Moses. Intentionally setting time to retreat away from the world that tells us there isn't enough time for all of that. Away from social media or the TV or the other pleasures that fill our time. We enter this journey to rediscover, or maybe even for the first time, discover just who we are and where we want to go with the life and the ministry that we've been given. As some of you know, I'm a big fan of the poet Mary Oliver. And one of my favorites is entitled The Summer Day. And she ends it with a series of questions. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Mary Oliver is calling us to think about what we want to do with the life we're living right now. What do we want to do with today? And that's what we are doing during Lent. That's much of what it means to enter this period of self-examination. Self-examination isn't sitting back and belittling ourselves, looking at our bodies and the way they've changed and how they don't work like they used to. No. Self-examination is far deeper than that. It's more generous and gracious than that. It is a full journey where we grow from one stage of being to another. By the end of the 40 days, Jesus knew who he was, and he was ready to own it. Our 40 days retreat gives us a chance to renew our identity so that we might enter the Easter season, the resurrection season, renewed with our own convictions. Convictions that are rooted in God. The other day, I read an op-ed about something 
all of us have been witnessing since Russia invaded Ukraine. The editorial spoke about the terrible and the tragic week the people of Ukraine have experienced since February 24th. And at the same time, for the people of the rest of the world, the onlookers, it's been a week of conviction. We've been inspired and amazed in awe of the teachers, the musicians, performers, even beauty pageant winners, the ordinary Ukrainian people who have stepped up and owned their identity and with conviction risked their life for their people and their country. And they have reminded us of our own need to live a life of conviction. And while the writer was advocating for a conviction to a national identity, I read this and witnessed the news in the context of our Christian identity. The Lenten season invites us the time to discern just this. To stand small on the mountain and believe that we're not that small after all. We've got the same spirit with us. The same God who called Jesus beloved is with us. Like Jesus, we begin this wilderness walk drenched in the baptism of our belovedness. God has called us good, and God's love for us gives us the strength to journey through these 40 days, not daunted by the vastness of it all, but instead reassured, encouraged to rediscover the goodness and the belovedness in ourselves so that we might lead a life full of conviction where we know who we are, and whose we are, embracing and owning our beautiful identity whenever we are tested along the way. Our journey has only just begun, and where it takes us is as vast as that orange and red God-created sky I saw on that early, early Ash Wednesday morning. Amen.